everyone, good morning or good afternoon. Maybe some people might be listening after. I suppose it works both ways, really. Everyone, my name is John. Um, you know, you know this is here's my thing. We got a Monday morning commute podcast edition. I did some research, um, ran some numbers, and when I, when I say that, what I really mean is, I just guessed, and I think the average American's commute has to be somewhere between twenty-two and twenty-five minutes, and I based that on absolutely nothing. Not necessarily. I mean, I feel like it goes you know either way really, but let's just let's just pin it at that. Um, and whether you're taking public transportation, whether you're pushing that Civic, whether you're pushing that Mercedes, I don't know what you're driving. Maybe you're walking or biking, skateboarding, whatever you're doing. You got headphones in. This is kind of for you. I want to chat about a few things. Most notably, it's funny. Doctors, they tell us, don't look at the sun. You'll go blind. But they fail to mention, don't look at all white converse because that's just as bad for your eyes. Unbelievably painful. Uh, I've got a guilty pleasure that I think I'm just going to come through and say it. I'll talk about it. And then with that, I, uh, I think I need to discuss the handshake dilemma. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. And after that, people say they've been waiting for Incredibles 2, the movie. That's the, mo- the most outlandish and bizarre and I just disagree thing of all time. And I'll tell you why. But nonetheless, no, I think um, it takes a certain type of human being to look good in a tank top. Like just kind of fits well in the body good vibe. Um, I mean, with that being said, I think it takes, for the most part, a certain type of human being to look good in a pair of New Balance running shoes. I don't think I'm that far to say that. Same thing goes for all white high top Converse. I aspire to be that. I want to look good. Here's the thing. Here's my catch. I want to look good wearing uh, all white high top Converse with shorts on because there's a difference. We all know. It's a different ballgame when you got pants on. That's a, I think it's a little bit easier to accomplish. Because it's kind of like a cop-out. Like I could technically put the pants over the shoes to make them look like low-top Converse, right? But when, when I'm wearing high-top Converse with shorts, when anyone is, that's a commitment. That's like, like just own it. You're going 100% in. You got to own it. You really need to be confident about it. I'm not sure I have that level of confidence. But I really think that's the key. And, and I, I don't want to get confused because I, I feel like a lot of people could listen to this and say, dude, just wear it. Like don't be scared. No, no, you're right. I could wear it. And that's what I want to do. But I want to look good doing it. That's where I. That's ultimately the main objective, the MO. Um, and off the top of my head, it's a select few that I feel like could really pull it off. I think you know Zach Efron. I feel like he would be very. He'd, he'd probably be the most well equipped to pull off high top all white cons with shorts. I want to throw Vanessa Hudgens in there as well. I feel like she could pull it off pretty nicely too. I don't know why I'm on a High School Musical theme. But for some reason, the first two people that popped my head. And anyway, no, I, the reason I say all white, I, I basically I got a gift card, a $50 gift card to Nike. And to the person who hooked that up, thank you. You know who you are. But I got a $50 gift card to Nike. Um, and I knew right off the bat, I didn't need any Nike socks. I didn't need a, a shirt that says um, I get buckets every day. Because um, I'm pretty sure with 50 bucks, that's all you can get at Nike. No, I'm kidding. Um, but no, Nike actually, they own Converse. Uh, headquartered in Boston, Massachusetts, Converse. Um, formerly the main shoe of a lot of basketball players and people we've now have, they they seem synonymous with, with Wiz Khalifa and they're just kind of timeless in general. You know, you pin it with like the Mona Lisa or maybe the statue of David. I have been trying to wear Converse my whole life. I can remember the first pair I got. I was in second grade. Uh, and I I remember it vividly. I had a sprained ankle. I got it in the soccer, but the first time I ever sprained my ankle, 
and I was wearing an ankle brace, and I had high top Converse on. And I can remember the Converse kind of almost splitting as I'm as I'm shoving in that brace from Ace Hardware into that Converse shoe, wrapping it around. Uh, but little did I know, Converse they don't have good arch support, and apparently I needed good arch support, or I do. So I was getting kind of pain in my knees from wearing them. I don't think any second grader should have to endure that. So nonetheless, um, time goes on, seasons change, I get older. Uh, and I, kind of, I started cycling through low-top Converse, kind of your black, your, your, your dark blue. I even had a pair of white ones. But um, I always dreamed of the day where I could look good or really try to pull off all-white high-top Converse. And there are certain people to do. I Look, I know I pigeonholed. Uh, to Zac Efron, but I've seen certain people do it. I just don't know if I have that ability, that confidence, that fashion sense, that swagger. Um, but no, I, it's funny. So summertime here in Portland, look, that really look. I'm from San Diego, uh, and what that means is I'm legally, I'm, I, I legally have to own a pair of rainbow flip flops, and of course I'm going to wear it whenever it's 80 degrees plus. But no, we were in the summer; it was about 78 degrees. And for some reason, I felt the need. I, I needed another biz casual shoe. So I found myself doing what anyone you know, my age who needs a biz casual. I, well, I, I drove to the nearest H&M. But what I was wearing, and I, I think it might have been, uh, you know, I did a podcast on power moves. I think this might have been the biggest power move I've ever pulled off in my entire life. I was wearing a shirt that I got at a garage sale two years ago. It was a Trailblazers 1990 playoff t-shirt. Uh, unbelievable amounts of character. I'm talking sweat. I'm talking dog chews in it, right? Dog kind of chewing holes in it. Um, I then wore some bullhead uh, denim whitewash jeans that I cut off. So they are now jean shorts. Already bold in my book. And this is all in my book. Look, it's all relative. It's all relative. But this is bold in my book. I, don't, I do not want to forget to mention that I was wearing blue Champ Pro boxer briefs. The socks, well, they were gray. Costco, bulk buy. And then I found myself wearing untied, kind of loosely fit, all-white, high-top Converse. All-white, high-top Converse. I didn't think too much. I kind of hopped in the whip, found myself driving to H&M, um, get out of the car at H&M, backpack on, walking into H&M. Didn't end up buying any shoes, but I, I, I left H&M. No heads really turned. I'd like to think I ran into about 25 people. With that being said, if we were to uh, statistically break down each interaction, look, let's say I ran into 25 people. Um, I bet you 15 of them said, why is he wearing all-white high-top Converse? Um, you know, That remaining 10, I'm thinking five said, or just didn't really think much of it. Of that remaining five, three said, oh, wow, he's, he doesn't look that bad in those all-white high-top con. Good for him. And then one person might have actually thought I looked good. That's a win in my book. And of 25 people, if I get a – if look, if it's a 4% success rate right off the bat of kind of my first all-white high-top public appearance, I'm not complaining. Not at all. And I don't really know if it's an association of me like wearing these all-white high-top cons. It's more of a fantasy really. I don't think I'd pin it guilty pleasure because when, when I think of guilty pleasure – I think of, you know, chocolate cake after 10 p.m., Hallmark Channel. When I think of guilty pleasure, I can think of, you know, and for most of my adult life, Omarion's Post to Be featuring Chris Brown and Janae Aiko, hands down, biggest guilty pleasure I've ever had. Hands down. I'm not going to lie, I still slap that song when I'm going Safeway to pick up my groceries. 
in my regular shuffle. But it wasn't until about five days ago where I developed a new guilty pleasure. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm going to come up front. It started as a, out as a joke, um, but it quickly turned into an obsession, an emotional investment. Everyone, I have put in 20-plus hours into the TV show Jersey Shore, MTV's Jersey Shore. I, I'm not saying I condone any of the behavior, but I will say this. I cannot remember the last time. It might have been Abby Wambach's header against Brazil in the quarterfinals of the 2011 uh, Women's World Cup quarterfinal, I believe, where I was screaming at the TV out of amazement. This time it's more out of confusion. Like I don't know why I care so much about Ronnie and Sam's relationship. I don't know why um, I think Mike, the situation's confidence is the funniest thing in the world. I don't know why I'm giggling at Vinny and, and Pauly D's relationship. It's fantastic. It's kind of, it gets me giddy. But nonetheless, um, it is my guilty pleasure, hands down. No questions asked. No questions asked whatsoever. I've binge watched it. I'm not going to lie. I just finished season two. Uh, and, and, and here's the thing. I know I'm late to the party, but I'm gonna put, put, let's put you in my shoes. Only child. The last thing I want to do is explain to my parents uh, why I'm watching the Jersey Shore on MTV. There's some question behavior. I didn't really watch MTV in general. I'm not going to lie back. Like I don't want to explain like why people are body rolling at three 30 in the afternoon. Why, why, uh, you know, just, it, it would be much easier. It was much easier for me to put on ABC family or sports center, both great content, right? Less questions being asked. But now, look, I, I've got Hulu from the Spotify. I got Freedom to Rain. Pop that on. Boom. I'm on Lazy Boy Furniture, KO'd for about five hours. When I say KO'd, I mean really in a trance. Um, and, it, and it's weird because I think the show in general, I think you, the, here's the thing that really gets me with the Jersey Shore. And here's why I kind of get emotionally invested. I know reality TV can be very fabricated, I know it can like be pre set up and they can tell people to do certain things. But I genuinely believe that Mike the Situation is exactly who he is outside of that show. I genuinely believe that. And if not, he is the greatest actor of all time. Greatest actor of all time. But I feel like every decision and everything he's done on the show, you know, for better or for worse, is kind of who he is outside of it. It is the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen in my life. It is crazy. And I'm starting to question what's good TV. Because I'll tell you one thing, I'm going to say it, The Big Bang Theory does not get me nearly as worked up as this show. It doesn't make me nearly as, I don't, I don't, I, I don't really, th I think I might laugh harder at a poorly timed punchline at the Jersey Shore than I do The Big Bang Theory. And I don't want to dog on The Big Bang Theory, I'm tipping my hat to their success. I also don't want to underplay any of the greats. I'm not, I'm not downplaying uh, Seinfeld by any means. But The Jersey Shore, as far as I'm concerned, I cannot remember the last time I was so eager to sit on the couch and waste four hours of my life. That says something. I really think it said something. I feel revitalized after watching. I'm not going to lie. It's like I'm on a new diet. I got a free week of yoga or spin class or something. But maybe I'm taking wheatgrass shots like mentally, like spiritually through this. But I, I really don't know what it is. Nice little camaraderie at the end of every episode. A little family for the most part. They say the word bro a lot. The guys. I already think I say it a lot. But now that I'm watching this, I feel like I'm going to start saying it more. That when I say the word bro, it's usually when I'm like kind of greeting someone, like "What's up, bro? How are we doing, brother? What's good? What's good?" And it usually involves a handshake, interacting, addressing someone. 
I um, and, and this kind of brings me to the next point, and perfect segue. Everyone knows what I'm talking about when I say the handshake dilemma. Do I knuckle? Do I high five? Do I shake his hand? Dap him up? Do I give him a hug? What do I do? Let this podcast be the platform where I set a, an end to all of that. At least for me on a personal level, I feel like that affects some people. If someone sees me and you know me before, I think let's just dap. My hand might be sweaty. Yours might be sweaty, but that's life. It's natural. Just you know, and When I say, you know, I'm talking the high five, slide, grip the fingers, bring it in. That's the dap I'm talking about. I'm going to do it. I don't want to break anyone's ears, but I'm just going to do it so people can hear. That's what I'm looking for. If we're playing sports, it's knuckle bumps only. And here's the thing. Look, I'm saying that right now, and this is just a quick segment. I just really need to touch on it. But um, if a hug overtakes, if you want to give me a hug, I'm so down. I'd much rather hug. I feel like there's less confusion with a hug than with a dap. Because you can always do the one where you kind of like go in for the handshake, but you bring in, you do like a half hug. Let's just full hug. How about that? Dap or, full, dap or hug, and it's pretty obvious which one you're going for. It's not like you're clenching your fist at the last minute and I'm grabbing your hand. It's like you're either going for the handshake dap or you're just opening your arms. I prefer opening arms, but I'm, up, I'm really open to whatever. I just want to clarify that. Let this – like from here on out, from here on out, you're, you're listening to this on your commute or whatever you're listening to, dap me up. Give me a hug. Head nod. All I need. On with our day. But no. Um, it's um, – so according to my knowledge, uh, about 10 years ago, 10 years in time, the Incredibles uh, landed and took the hearts of many people worldwide. Uh, Dash is very fast. Violet, um, kind of insecure, but has force fields. Um, Mr. Incredible, very strong, but, um, uh, you know, kind of, you know, he's Mr. Incredible, so he's a little awkward at times. And then Elastic Woman, who can... Or within her name, Stretch. I, what's the baby's name? It's not Bam Bam. I think that's the Flintstones. But no, the Incredibles are coming back, Incredibles 2. And when it was announced, uh, like I'm thinking like, what is it? High Snobiety. I feel like Complex might have done something. I feel like World Star might have done All the big media outlets posted like, finally, or like, we've been waiting. And then everyone's like saying like, we've been waiting, Finally. And I think I'm just going to take the time, and, and you'll see where I'm coming with this. I don't think no one was waiting for this. I, I I genuinely do not think anyone was waiting. We're happy it's returning, you know. I and I I don't know. I'm not saying anticipation, but like at the end of the first movie, if I remember correctly, they defeat the Jimmy Neutron haired syndrome, right? Um, and then like a, a hedgehog or like a a mole or like a groundhog burrows up in like a tank and that's like, Oh, the new villain, we're getting a sequel. Um, I don't remember them saying in 10 years, you're going to get it. If there's no time frame, how can we wait for something? I feel like this is more of a surprise than anything. You know what I mean? Like, like I think when I turned 18, I waited to turn 21. You're always waiting for that birthday. Cause hypothetically, if you're, you're, you're living, you're going to, you're going to hit that next birthday. Right. But like, for example, um, and hear me out. I think I feel like I might I, – I genuinely think I'm onto something. If a meteor landed right now, if a meteor literally landed uh, in this parking lot that's funny that I'm actually talking, if a meteor landed, I, I can't say I was waiting for that meteor. I had no idea that meteor was going to come. But look, let, let's now let's rewrite this. Things I do wait for, food at a restaurant, in line at a roller coaster, um, I heard a text back. No, I'm kidding. Um, but you see what I'm saying? It's an expected outcome. 
were we expecting Incredibles 2? I personally gave up after like year one of waiting. That's when I said, you know what? Hey, if they, I mean, if there's a sequel, great. If not, no big deal. Uh, unless I've just been under a rock the whole time and this has been expected the entire time. But as far as I'm concerned, I feel like everyone says they've been waiting for the t- for the second one. I don't think anyone's been waiting. And and I say that by literal circumstance. I, I really I don't want this to be confused with um like lack of excitement or lack of, you know, oh, we didn't want a sequel. No, I'm just saying like what are we is it by definition are we actually waiting? Or are we being surprised? And for honestly, hey, look, I don't, I'm not that big into the news. So for all I know, they could have been developing something this whole time. That seems like it's more of an anticipation. But look, we've got the date set in stone. I believe it's coming out this summer, a couple weeks, right? I'll be there. I'll be there with some popcorn as well. Everyone, ultimately, here's my thing. It's Monday. And let's just take a quick step back. You know, I think, you know, addressing this a bit earlier... There's no reason today's not going to be the greatest day of our lives. I don't know. I think it's a great day to be the best day, right? Why not? Uh, You know what it is. This is Here's My Thing. And this was the first edition of the Monday Morning Commute. Have a fantastic day. Until next time.